I thought we should have been four nothing up after 20 minutes. We could quite comfortably score six goals. Here's Harry Milne getting his first touch of the game, heads it forward towards Brian Graham. Lovely flick on from Graham and Tiffany away from Logan. Low shot, well saved by Gourley. Wallace then looking in behind for McMillan, he's running, he might just find him, he does find him. Track play across for Tiffany, it's going to be cleared straight to Brian Graham on his right foot, scuffs it, and then Tiffany can't force it in. Graham out to Lawless. Lawless takes the shot with the left foot, what a goal, Stephen Lawless! Just opened up for a bit, he saw that top corner, and it was asking to be shot at. Meanwhile, a couple of goals, Inverness have taken the lead at Dundee. Lawless with the cross, Barrigan brings it down, hits it with the right foot and finds a way to the net! Gourley couldn't keep that one out, and Stuart Barrigan, it's a birthday goal for the birthday boy! Here comes the delivery, floated in, Muirhead gets something to it, breaks for Reynolds, Reynolds shot deflects in, and suddenly we could be in for a nervy last ten minutes. Yeah, that's a, that's a really unfortunate goal. And it's flicked towards goal, falls to Reynolds again, and he scores again on the half volley. Unbelievable few minutes for Cove, and from 2 0 up and cruising, it's 2 2. Hello and welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, a weekly podcast covering all things Partick Thistle. Joining me this week to look back on Saturday's disappointing 2-2 draw with Cove Rangers, Jamie McDonald. Jamie, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. And yeah, disappointing is definitely the word. Big two points dropped. Rhys Aldane's here. Rhys, how are you? Uh, yeah, very, very conflicted weekend, so... Obviously, we go top of the league, but it definitely does feel like a loss. Never mind two points drop, but so I want to take, but you can take it for the positives as well. And rounding off our panel, David Forrest. David, how are you? Yeah, I'm OK. Much echoing the other panellists. It was, it was a bit of a pinnacle victory to go off top of the table um, when realistically we should have won the game. Yeah, it's good, always good to be top of the table, but yeah, it's, it's not great. I said at the start there, we're a, a weekly podcast. We, of course, had last week off a United game postponed. Um, I just want to start by asking, do you think that was a good thing to allow um, Scott Tiffany time to get back to full fitness to avoid playing air while they were flying on top of the league? Or do you think that sort of killed our momentum? I know we're all disappointed that the game was called off just because it, it ruins your Saturday. But from a football point of view, Reese, do you think that was a, a good or bad thing for the, the team? Me personally, uh, I think it was a bit of a bad thing. Um, 
I know just from we kind of mentioned it last week at the time in the chat, but I was gutted. I'm sure everyone was gutted the game was off, but I really thought that was a big chance for us last Saturday. I thought we could have caught air um, and give them give them a bit of a doing, to be honest. Uh, I mentioned on the podcast the other week, I don't think air are, are great. I do think they're having a bit of a purple patch, and I do think that we could have been the team to go and sort of put an end to that. Obviously, we've seen Rafe sort of beat them at the weekend. Um, and I do think that would have just helped us build on build on our good start to the season as well. But of course, you mentioned, obviously, it gives Tiffany a chance to get back. But one thing that I, I have noticed this season, when like our approach to the sort of so-called big games as such, you look at Dundee away, Inverness at home, and games that you're expecting a really tough challenge, and I think Air would have been another one of them. We put on a show, we've been really good. And I don't want to say we're underestimating teams, but you look at the games where you're going into thinking, right, we should win this. The likes of Hamilton at home, maybe to a degree, Queen's away, and then obviously the weekend there, there could be some question marks asked about, are we underestimating these teams? Are we taking things a bit light? But I think we would have really went for there, and I was gutted to see that game postponed. I would have loved to go go into that and pick up the three points as well. The fortnight off did mean Scott Tiffany had time to get fit and he came into the starting eleven at the weekend against Cove. Bannigan also came back into the, the side for his 325th appearance for the club. He replaced Cole McKinnon. Aidan Fitzpatrick was the one to drop out for Tiffany. Jamie, were you happy with that starting eleven when you saw it on Saturday? Obviously, not having Cole McKinnon was a bit of a blow. He's been outstanding this season. Fantastic up at Arbroath. Obviously, got a second goal up there. and always think he's a big part of our team and why we're playing well. So I was disappointed to lose them, but I still thought the lineup was strong. I would back that lineup to go out and get us the three points and it looked like that originally and thought Lawless was fantastic all game. He's looked brilliant since coming back to be fair. And say Bannigan getting a birthday goal as well. But it's just I know we'll go on to it, but set pieces again, it's just I'm finding that so frustrating. I think that's eight or nine this season that we've conceded and I don't it doesn't matter what lineup we've gone for, different defences, different centre backs, etc different fullbacks and we still concede even set pieces and it's really frustrating but I think Jamie Millen going off is a big part of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to what specifically went wrong uh, a little bit later on but David, the starting 11, are you quite happy with it? Any complaints? No, I mean the fact that Tiffany was back um, was, you know, you, you can't expect him to be put into the lineup. I'm saying, I think McKinnon was unwell. I think that was the reason he was out. So, you know, Bannigan coming in for him. We've talked about how we have sort of four midfielders there fighting for three places. One of them's unwell. The other one's going to come in. So, no, I didn't have any complaints whatsoever with the, the lineup. Just on Tiffany, I was going to say quickly that um, I saw him again at the end of the game with an ice pack around his ankle. It's the second time I've seen him do that. So, I don't know if he actually is fully fit. I hope we're not doing a dueling with him in the relegation season where we just ran dueling into the ground when he needed surgery and then you know he was in absolute agony by the end of it because it, it really feels like we, we are trying to get him back as much as possible and I, I don't know if it is different last season but this season I don't think we necessarily need to do it I agree it's a bit weird with Tiffany isn't it just because of the start of the season he had and he was struggling to get into the team when he was coming back uh, from his injury that he picked up in pre-season and now he does seem to be getting thrust right in there when Fitzpatrick is in form. So it's a bit of a strange one, one to keep an eye on. Um, I know in the last episode we had a, a sort of a long conversation about the performance that I broke and we won when we maybe didn't play play our best. Reece, I don't know if you agree with me. I actually thought Saturday was one of our better performances of the season up until 
maybe the 75 minute mark I don't, I don't know if you agree on that what did you make of the performance I 100% Matt I completely agree I thought we were, it was total domination it was one of the most one-sided games of football I've seen completing our one-way traffic I don't think I'm trying to remember back I think Cove had like one half chance where kind of Mitch Megginson was almost through I don't think he even got the shot away and I think it was uh, I think it was Aero that got the block in and it was a great cha- a great tackle to make but barring that he generally did not have a chance I don't think Mitchell made a save it was so comfortable um, and it almost as I mentioned kind of earlier on it felt like we, we took the foot off the gas and the game was there to be won it should have been as McCall's mentioned on the radio and stuff it should have been 5-0 at half time uh, Graham continues to miss three or four absolute guilt edge chances every week and, and Tiffany's kind of bad for it as well Tiffany's I've seen a lot of people are saying like get a Tiffany dropped and all that now and it just kind of shows the, the luxury that we have we're having these options on the bench but a lot of people are saying Tiffany's like too greedy like he needs a, a period on the bench and whatnot and at times you can see that he's cutting in and you square the ball and it's a tap in and he's, he's taking it on at a tight angle or he just needs a wee bit of composure and that's probably that's probably why he's playing championship football why he's excelling at championship football and not necessarily in the premiership because if he had that bit of composure then he'd be playing at a much higher level that goes without saying but we've got to be taking the chances when we have such domination um, and to be honest I thought the game was absolutely dead at 2-0 as well and Mikhail's probably thinking that too because look at the changes he's made they almost kind of resting bodies like Tiffany Graham um, obviously McMillan had to go off that was enforced but it felt like an absolute training game in the second half and you just knew as soon as that ball uh, they got sort of the lucky break the ball fell to Mark Reynolds and it deflected in the bottom corner as soon as that went in, I knew that they were going to get another one. As we mentioned off air, we've seen that script a million times before with Fissel. Um, and it just it sort of plagues this club. Um, but I, it's, like all, every result was going our way as well around the grounds. And it, it was all shaping up to be the perfect Saturday. So it was just a sore one to take. And it was, it was a real a real disappointing feeling uh, at the end of the game. But you can't be as McCall probably would say to the players at full time, like I don't think McCall's went in there and started screaming at them because the performance in general was really good. We looked like we could have been four or five up if we just had that clinical edge. So you don't want to go in and start slaughtering the players, but it was it was really frustrating and I know we'll come on to it and it feels like a broken record, but as we mentioned, the set pieces are it's really, really concerning. I so we've mentioned the McMillan and forced substitution which meant he was replaced by Hodson. Graham went off as well, but Dowd's gone for him. So we still at the start of the game, you look at Graham, McMillan, Muirhead and Holt as your four aerial threats. That triple sub, we only we took two of those aerial threats on and only really brought one on in Anton Dowd. So we finished the game with like three aerial threats in the box. Jamie, do you think it's, it's as simple as that? We were just reduced in, in numbers in terms of tall players who could... They can effectively defend set pieces or is there, is there something else that's going wrong at set pieces? Because I know at the start of the season when we were conceding on a weekly be- on a weekly basis, it was when Muirhead was out of the team and we thought it would it would change when he came back. And it did for a couple of weeks, but it's reared its ugly head again at the weekend. Uh, maybe that's part of it, but I also I think people were saying, I've seen a couple of people say like, oh, it was earlier in the season that's a problem. I mean, this is still early in the season to me, so... I think it's been a problem throughout nearly every game. I don't feel comfortable with us at set pieces. We've conceded on multiple occasions. Kilmarnock away, Inverness at home, Queen's Park away yesterday. We've conceded numerous set pieces and 
giving away stupid goals from it and quite often they're avoidable I mean I remember at Queen's Park we said from the other end of the pitch you could see that one two was coming from the free kick we didn't switch on corners we, people have lost their man it's just or we've not dealt with the second ball it's just stupid things like that and it's hard to pinpoint what the exact problem is but it's just again a repeat of in some ways 2019-20 when it came to set pieces managers would openly admit that they were targeting as a set piece because they knew it was a weakness and that's just happening again and we're not dealing with it and it's very 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 concerning because the more it goes on it's almost like the harder it is to get rid of it and we don't want to be sitting here in a couple of episodes time saying oh that's like 15 from set pieces this season or whatever it's just it's just really 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 you've got to be good at set pieces, you've got to defend them, you can't be conceding regularly, and quite often it's from the same side, we've said this before, but it quite often is from if Mitchell's right-hand side, we seem to be conceding set pieces most, and that's not me blaming Mitchell, I'm just saying that's the side it's coming from, but I don't know, I can't pinpoint the exact problem is, but it's very, very poor, and we just sort out. David, your thoughts on Saturday in general, the good bits and the bad? Yeah, so, as you said, like the performance itself, I thought we were really, really good. We were absolutely struggling for about 75 minutes. Lawless's goal was <laughs> incredible. Like, the noise everyone made when he realised he went in, you got the, the flack off the bar as well. Oh, it was a, it was a fantastic goal. And then obviously Bannigan's, if, if anything, the person that I felt the worst for was Bannigan. And he, he said it himself because he had an interview with James Kearney I think it was printed today, maybe yesterday, but he, he thought he was going to be the hero of the day. He'd he'd scored the winning goal um, on his birthday. Everyone singing happy birthday to him. He even got a, a sentimental booking as well. Just the, the perfect day for Bannigan. And then we can see that second goal. And it was utterly needless. And again, it's from set pieces. As you said, Cove offered nothing to us. We d- we're still not getting cut open, which is fantastic. It's just set pieces are our downfall and we need to sort it. It is getting to sort of absurd territory of I everyone will just go from set pieces. But no, I thought we were really, really good for about 75 minutes. We should have been out of sight, no doubt. Cove didn't offer it. They, they, I, I think they are the worst team we have played this season. And I'm including Dundee in the first game, Fraser Bra, Munchos. I thought they were all better than Cove. I thought Cove were absolutely rotten. They did not deserve the draw. But they did get the draw, and you can't be bitter about these things, you know. It is what it is. But um, yeah, I thought I thought we played really, really well, and then just switched off, and then that was us. Reese, how important is it to be top of the league at this stage? Can we use that as a positive, or is it still too early to really take anything from that? I, I do think as a positive, it's always nice to be top of the table, whether it be match day one, middle of the season, or near the latter stages. If you're at the top of the table everyone's trying to be where you are and of course it would have been it would have been even sweeter if we had that two-point gap because I looked at the table at half time um, at the weekend um, and in my head I know like the tables it's, it's early days and whatnot but I still look at Dundee as going to be our nearest challenger um, and at half time we were six points clear of them and you're laughing at that point you're, you've basically got two games on them um, but at full time kind of the results kind of I think it still went kind of in our way. Obviously, our results around the ground, but it was only ourselves that kind of messed it up. We still have that gap on Dundee. We've got a, a, a small gap on Queen's Park, but it's it's at a level with us just now. And basically, as I said, we welcome the chase and everyone's got to try and get where we are. And hopefully we can just continue to build on that now. There's no idea ahead of us. We just need to keep doing our thing, keep winning um, and just try and build another run. I mean, that's... 
I think that's maybe like 13 games into the season now, and we've only actually lost once to Queen's Park. That's an incredible run. Like, doesn't matter what team you are, doesn't matter if you're Man City, Barca, to lose one from your opening almost 15 games is, is a really good going. And I know McCall likes to break the season into quarters, so I know we're not finished yet, but this first quarter has been a brilliant start for us, and, and long may it continue. We all ready for a little Stuart Bannigan quiz? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I have got five five questions on Stuart Bannigan. The first three, uh, I'll ask you all, and then the last two, you're going to have to just buzz in. So, uh, the first question, Stuart Bannigan has appeared 325 times for Partick Thistle. Um, how many of those appearances were in the Scottish Premiership? Oh, um... I've got an answer. Are you going to ask us individually? Yeah, yeah. closest will get the point. Uh, uh, I'll go 99. David? Um, I'm just trying to do the maths here. So there's 38 in a season, 38 times four is 152. He did, didn't play anything pretty much in one of those seasons. So it's four seasons instead of five. Um, I'll say 115. Jamie? 87. All good guesses. Reese is going to get the point. That is 101 Premier League appearances for for Bannigan. Um, next question: Yellow cards. He got one on. I mean, you could have all. You should all get this correct because when I said there was a Bannigan quiz, I was obviously going to ask this question. Uh, he got yellow carded on Saturday. How many yellow cards has he had in a Thistle shot? Jamie, you can start on this one. Ever. Yep. Um, 42. Reese, I was thinking I'm going to go 49. David? Right, so I knew you were going to ask this question and I looked it up in the Fissile Archive and they don't have how many yellow cards or red cards he's had, right? So I, I knew this was coming up. Um, I'm going to go prices, right, rules. I'm going to say 51. David, you have taken the point now. It is 67 yellow cards for Stuart Bannigan. That is a yellow card, just over a yellow card every five games. <laughs> uh, tremendous commitment for a 12-year period. Do you remember we did this and we'd done how many yellow cards did he get in a season? And it was the season that we fought Bannigan and played it three games and he got like eight yellow cards. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I thought it was going to be high. Okay, question three. Uh, Bannigan made his debut in September 2010 against Sterling. What squad number did he wear that day, David? This has completely thrown me because I looked up what his debut was and, and neither of them were Sterling. You're um, researching your research uh, this, Yeah, I actually did some research. I, um, oh, uh, I'll say 23. Oh, no, no, 24. Reese? I'll say 15. And I think that's because back then it was just 1 to 11. And then the subs are 12 to like 18 or something. So I think about 15. And Jamie? He used to play as a left back, I think, didn't he? Can I say 13? Jamie, you can have that point. He wore number 11. Right, I'll take, I'll take it then. He started, it was a, a start against Sterling uh, in Division 1. And we lost that game 2-1, and he played 90 minutes. Um, Ian Maxwell started. 
Conrad Balatoni was subbed off for Chris Erskine. That must have been quite a wild substitution. Dren Halliwell was in goals a wild time. Did you say that Bannigan was a left-back, Jamie? He, he did play some games at left-back for a while, yeah. I was going to say, if he's at number 11 left-back, that this game just seems like an absolute bizarre world if he was playing at left-back at number 11. But... I don't know if he started at left-back, but he yeah. did play some games back then at left-back. I did, he definitely did. He did play as a left-back a lot when he was coming through. I remember a game that must have been like a way back 12 years ago or something, and like we're playing for Hill, uh, playing, sorry, playing Ross County at for Hill. Um, I'm sure it was 0-0 or 1-0 Ross County and that Richie Britton like snapped on Banzo's head right and his head was gushing of blood and he was, must have been about like 17 or 18 at this point for young. I think I was at that game and I think it might be the worst game of football I've ever seen in my life um, I think it was 1-0 yeah. I think Ross County scored after about 3 minutes and then just just parked a bus and the rest of it and everyone it was miserable um, <laughs> what, a time, what a time to that life that was I'd like to apologise, actually. I'm going to ask you another question and hope David can edit that one out because I, 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 that was his full debut. He did make a substitute appearance before that game. I know, his boo. Like, I'll ask this. Not, this that's the one I get a point in as well. This is a shambles. I'm so, Jamie, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you will get this point as well. Fuck the SFA. Stuart Bannigan's first appearance for Thistle came as a substitute against Clyde in July 2010. He came on for Willie Kinneborough in the 72nd minute. What squad number did Stuart Bannigan wear that day? Reese. I'll go with number 15 again on the 1-11 basis. David? I was going to go number 15 on Reese's basis as well. Um, do I need to have a different answer? Can I say 15 as well? You can you can stick with 15 if you want. That's fine, I'll go 15 as well. Jamie? I'll just stick 13 at the last time. Oh, it was number 16, I'm afraid. So, Jamie, you have controversially <laughs> lost that point. This is a shambles. Stitched <laughs> <laughs> you up, then you're going to get the point. <laughs> this, this is a shambles. You, you do know I'm not editing that out. It's all okay, going. Jamie, you can keep the point uh, for the. For the oh, he's crumbling under public pressure. <laughs> Jamie, see at the end of the day, I don't really care who wins a strip banning question. As many points as you want. Um, right, you have to buzz in here, and, and Jamie, I'm sure you'll be straight in here with this one. I mean, David's definitely not get. David is definitely not getting this one. It's basically you against Reese here. So Stuart Bannigan scored a goal on on Saturday. Against who did he last score a goal against? I know it's Montrose. Ah, Jamie's fucked you there, David. That's a point for Jamie. I said I know it before he buzzed. Nah, 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 I made a noise. Jamie, there's... So, Jamie's getting that point for for the Montrose answer, David. There's tapes, David, there's tapes of this conversation. I didn't rage quit you out of the group chat. I just want to say that right now. It was Uh an accident. Uh Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask David first how many he can name and then I'm going to come to Reese to see how many he can name and Jamie, if you want to top that or let Reese go for it, you can do that. So Stuart Bannigan has had four red cards for Partick Thistle. How many of the opponents in the games he was sent off can you name, David? Uh, <laughs> I'll go one. Reese, could you top one? I can definitely think of two off the top of my head. Jamie, do you want to talk two or let Reese name two? I can definitely think of two. Give me one second. Oh, no. The, the clock's ticking, Jamie. I'm going to let Reese go. Reese doesn't have one second. Ah, right. Okay. Two as well. 
Right, Reese. if you can name two, you can get the last point here. Right, so just need me to name two? Yep. Uh, Air United and Celtic. That is correct. Oh, but I was a different one from you, Reese. Dundee United. Did he get no. one now? Yeah, he definitely did. The game Balotelli got sent off as well. He got Citation beat 4-1, I think. I think at the Celtic one, that would have been me. I'm stunned he only got four red cards. I've, the four teams I've got are Hearts, Celtic, Morton and Ayr. I swear he got sent off in the same game as Balotelli. So like a 4-1 defeat to Dundee United. Um, nah, I don't think so. I, I don't remember if they had nine men. They had nine men against Air because Shea Gordon got sent off. I remember that as well. Yeah. Hold on, I'm fact-checking this. J- Jamie is having more of a nightmare than me after I named two incorrect keepers in that Aberdeen's game. A disaster. Um you need to take your medicine, Jamie. Oh, oh, Jamie's Jamie, 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 right. Jamie's right. Jamie's right, man. Yeah, listen to this. Stuart Bannigan. Oh, and Willie Colm's gone to his top pocket. And in stoppage time, Partick Thistle's day goes from bad to worse as they are reduced to nine men. This is Adia Zizi's goals <laughs> all over again, man. This is... <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm going to need to get a new source, man, because transfer mark is... is, is well, you're, you're, you're a shambles, man. I knew you said, I, I would have got the point anyway, because you were going to screw me over by saying that didn't happen. I'm jet lagged. I'm going back on transfer mark. Hang oh, on. I went for the two anyway. You let, let me go for it. Yeah, because Battle only got sent off in that guest game where like, I think Muirhead scored a penalty for us, and Brian Graham scored against us for Dundee United. Terrible game. Right, I'll look this up, and in the meantime, Reese, I'll ask you because you need to go. Falkirk is our next opponents on Friday night in the the Challenge Cup. We travel to them. What sort of game are you expecting, and how important do you think the Challenge Cup is to the season as a whole? Um, I'm expecting a, a good game to be fair. I hope it's lively. I hope it's exciting. It's, it's good to get up against uh, a wee daddy team for once. Not I mean, nah, I'm joking, but it'll be good to play someone that's not in a division, of course, and obviously. Falkirk are in the best way that they've been before um, and I'm hoping that we'll make a few changes without having to tear the whole team apart I'd like to see Dowd come in for another start and I'd actually like to see him start up top with Danny Mullen, uh, give Brian Graham a wee rest and probably start, t- I'd keep Tiff in the team and I'd keep Lawless in because I think Lawless has just been excellent this season but I'd like to see two new strikers and just try something different um, but I'm really looking forward to it and of course we mentioned almost every year on the show that a cup run would be great. Um, if that's going to be the, the Challenge Cup, then brilliant, because I know we'd all love to get to another final again. It's a great doubt for the club, a great doubt for the, the fans, and it's also good for the players to play in a, an event like that. So, fingers crossed, we can make it all the way. Jamie, I'd just like to issue you with a full apology. Um, I've misread transfer marked as four straight red cards and one two. Uh, two yellow card, red card, and have taken that as four yellow cards. It was, in fact, five. So I'd like to apologise to you for, for that one. Don't it worry about five, it. Five red cards for Stuart Bannigan in his part of <laughs> career, plus one at Air United. So so there you go. Um, I'll have to up my game because we are planning a little quest series in the next uh, few weeks. So I will definitely up my game. But I'm I'm blaming the jet lag for this week's poor, poor performance. Um, Jamie, what sort of changes do you expect me and McCall to make to the side on Friday? You'd think Jamie Sneddon will come in for a game, but 
at this point, I don't know. I thought he'd play against Arbroath as well. But McCall did mention in the interview that there'd be a couple a couple of changes to the team. So I'm guessing he'll be coming in. Agur, Riesang, and Anton Dowds should get a start. He's been very good this season, goal-wise. Come off the bench, scored some very important goals. I think he deserves a start against Falkirk. It's his former club as well. Might see him get a goal. And uh, I think other people, Fitzy probably should come in for a start as well. I think he's been finding himself on the bench in recent weeks, which is a bit unlucky, to be fair. Um, you can maybe see Akanola might get back into the team. Brownlee, possibly. You know, McCall loves to give Cammy Smith a start as well. So if he's not injured, I'm not even sure right now, to be fair. Maybe see Tony Weston starting Lee Hodson. There's a lot of names out there because we've got such a big squad this season, which is a good thing to have. I think we could see quite a change starting 11. I don't think there'll be too many people. It's a good rest. People don't want to risk anyone getting injured in this game as well. So I think we'll see quite a lot of wholesale changes to the side. David, I was really just going to ask you, where's good um, in Falkirk? Where would you recommend Thistle fans go in Falkirk? Um, in terms of places to go in Falkirk, um, there's a pub next to Falkirk Grahamston uh, station called Behind the Wall, um, which was really good. We went to the Women's Scottish Cup semi-final um, with Amar Preet and his pals and we went to the pub afterwards behind the wall next to Falkirk Grahamston. It's a nice wee pub. I, I don't think it used to have the best reputation, but it, it's, it's quite nice now. They've got a wee garden bit as well out there. So hopefully it's not too cold and you can go out and have a, a pint in the garden. Falkirk, I believe, well, one of our stands is actually sponsored by Benny T's Fish and Chips, which is meant to be very, very good. Um, I've not had a chance to taste it myself, but I've, I've heard recommendations from people about it who live in the area. So definitely... Um, Yep, I believe they're both in the, the Falkirk area. Um, but no, there's some good places in Falkirk. Obviously, Falkirk don't play in Grange, in Falkirk. They play in Grangemouth. Um, but definitely uh, remember that when you go, that they don't play in Falkirk and you need to get a, a, an onward journey to get there. But there's a bus right behind the pub, behind the wall on the main street, um, just behind it. So it's easy to get to. You can come off a train, go for a pint, and go for a bus straight to the Falkirk Stadium. Because... And I should stress this, there is fuck all next to the stadium. There is nothing there. It is a, an industrial wasteland with a stadium punked in it. That's just, you know, industrial estates and all that. There's nothing there. Uh, there is a bar in the ground, but it's for uh, Falkirk fans only. I have been in it myself, and it was a bit of an odd experience, so I wouldn't recommend it. So behind the wall next to Falkirk Grahamson Station. We'll give the, the predictions a rest for a week as it's, it's just Challenge Cup this week, but we did all predict Thistle victories on, on Saturday, so unfortunately the, the table remains unchanged with myself, um, David and Jamie on 10 points and Reese a point behind on nine. Uh, we'll finish as we always do with Partridge Thistle and we've had the Banzo quiz earlier in honour of his Hall of Fame induction and testimonial year that's due to kick off in January. We're going to ask who would play Banzo in a movie and what would the movie be called, David? I'm thinking there's only one man for this. I'm thinking action. I'm, th- I'm thinking proper guns blazing, explosions, everything. Um, Bruce Willis is Stuart Bannigan and the name Second Booking. But, but we've just found out he's only been, been given a second book in once. Surely the movie is just called Booked. 
booked. I know, but I don't said it. I know, second. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I know, and yellow card doesn't sound yeah. bombastic enough. It's no Hollywood enough. And he's only he's only had five red cards. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just David red cards. <laughs> David, to be honest, he's probably about 12 red cards and I've just missed them. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Jamie, you got any thoughts on this one? I'm going to call it. It's going to be a movie about it's like a Casino Royale ripoff. It's going to be called The Card Counter. Bannigan. It would take a while to do that. So who's going to be playing him? I don't know. I don't think of anyone that looks like Bannigan who's out there acting. Just do something really random. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen's getting the role. Yeah, I like that. That's a good call. I could be good. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, he's got. I think Mads Mix, he could have that sort of sort of cheeky smile, but also like could break somebody's legs. Welcome to four. I think might be no bad Welcome as well. <laughs> what right. Green Goblin? I'm so, you know I'm something of a hatchet man myself. Yeah. Right, we'll leave it there for this week. Um, David, Jamie, Reese, thank you very much for joining us. And um, we will be back next week. Where hopefully I will be a bit more refreshed. Hopefully we will have progressed in the Challenge Cup and we will look ahead to the visit of Morton at Firhill in the week. In the meantime, stay safe.